You're listening to Bongiwezwane on SAFM. Thank you very much, Anne, and she'll be back at the top of the hour. Let's remind you of our talking point this morning, which is also the subject of our Sunday morning discussion. As Sudan's belligerents prepare for today's peace talks in Saudi Arabia, the sound of gunfire, heavy artillery and airstrikes continue to echo around Khartoum after the country's warring army and the rapid support forces paramilitary failed to agree to a ceasefire despite committing to protect civilians and allow humanitarian access. Now, Thursday's deal, the product of Saudi and U.S. broker talks in Jeddah includes commitments to allow safe passage for civilians, medics and humanitarian relief and to minimize harm to civilians and public facilities. Now, the two forces, however, issued competing statements on Friday that accused each other of harming civilians, competing statements, um, in fact, harming civilians rather and ignoring the population's humanitarian needs. Now, the United Nations says over 600 people have died 730,000 people have been internally displaced and 200,000 have now fled into neighboring states since the fighting began between the Sudan's armed forces and the rapid support forces about a month ago over disagreements on a return to civilian rule and timetable for military integration. Now, in our talking point, we are asking you this morning, what can be done to halt the fighting, death and destruction in Sudan? Share your views with us on 41391. That is our SMS line. Our WhatsApp voice note, not more than 30 seconds, uh, is 0826923901. You can also call us directly on 086-000-2032, or you can post your comments on Twitter or Facebook and we'll be able to pick it up. And just before we get into our discussion, let's see what you have to say um, on our social media platforms. Paramuro saying, I wonder why the AU and UN aren't able to bring peace in Sudan. Surely the existence of the AU and UN are meaningless if a war it still exists in the world. Good morning, Mzansi. Happy Mother's Day to all women. Thank you, Paramuro. And... Um, Stay in Guazul Natal saying, Sisbonga, I concur with your analyst. ANC will have a tough time during the elections. We have seen little change. We only see corruption and MPs, uh, luxury cars. That is stay there this morning. You can follow suit and engage with us in on our talking point this morning. And let's get then into our Sunday morning discussion. Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. On the line now, we're joined by the Sudanese ambassador to South Africa, Osama Mahshoub um, Hassan and Dirar, who is standing by for us. Good morning to you, ambassador, and welcome to The Weekend View. Good morning. Uh, thank you very much for having me this uh, morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. Let's start talking about the situation on the ground currently. Uh, what I can tell in, in brief... Uh, uh, that uh, the insurgence of the rapid support forces uh, is, is still uh, destabilizing the life in, in Sudan mainly, especially in Khartoum, because the situation in in the all uh, states of the country, we have like 18 uh, states in Sudan. Um, all of them or most of them are very stable and very safe and secure except the capital Khartoum, uh, where the insurgents uh, forces uh, scattered around the city 
uh, after they lost all 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 their camps and barracks and they lost the the system of communication the leadership they are just scattered around mm. uh, trying just to spoil uh, the, the livelihood of the people in the country in the, in the capital mainly and talking about the people we're seeing some reports suggesting that um you know some people are resorting to social media and this has been difficult though to try and locate their loved ones what is the situation like on the ground in that regard where as far as families and people are concerned um uh, still people are suffering uh, you know uh, wars is just uh, uh, has a very, a very, very serious and uh, very, very damaging repercussions in the life of the people. Uh, the, 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 the majority of, of the capital Khartoum is just, uh, I can tell the situation is so far under control. Mm-hmm. But there is some pockets which are uh, uh, where these uh, rebel, rebel uh, forces is uh, trying to hide among the civilians. Uh, using their houses, using the vital facilities like hospitals, uh, water supply station, electricity electricity station, the main stations, the refinery. You see, uh, mm-hmm. after, as I told you, after they they lost their their, their camps and where to where to to assemble in in in, in organized way, they just try to to make this uh, kind of chaos. Uh, and instability in town, using human beings as as as, as a shield. You see in this war. So in and, and, and the army is trying just to minimize. You see, uh, minimize uh, the, the the victims and casualties for yeah. uh, on his process on operations to control the situation and and to take it back to stability. So, Ambassador, then, what does it mean for humanitarian efforts, especially if, you know, now you're saying they're hiding in people's homes, they're using people as human shields? Um, uh, as, you, as, you can, uh, as you may remember, uh, there were an agreement three days ago in Jeddah, in Saudi Arabia, uh, under, under the auspices and ages of United States of America and Saudi Arabia, uh, and, the, and the two parties, uh, i.e. Sudan government and uh, the rebel rebel uh, support forces, signed commitment to to an agreement committing themselves uh, to safeguard the to safeguard and secure the humanitarian needs of, of Sudanese people uh, at this time. Uh, Are they doing since, so though on the ground? From from what you're hearing, I, 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 uh, as, as I mentioned to you, I can't see that there is any kind of commitment from yeah. the side of the RSF side, because as I mentioned to you, they lost the control of uh, they they lost the control, they lost the communication uh, uh, system, so they are just scattered uh, in in many pockets in town. Mm. And try just to get food from from by looting the, the stores and the main companies and the shops you see mm. and uh, just try to enforce the people to leave their house or keep them as hostages and use their their their, their very meager resources and their their savings and everything 
you see this is just the situation now yeah and the situation it, it will be this kind of chaos people are just frightened everyone try to save himself but uh, as i mentioned to you yeah, i can tell that 70 or 80 percent of the town is under control and secured and, by the Sudanese armed forces and we are still in conversation with Ambassador Terrar, who's the uh, Sudanese ambassador to South Africa. To take part in our discussion this morning, call us directly on 86 0 2032 Now, Ambassador, uh, of course, um, you know, the, the, the big focus on the talks and whether or not we could see, um, you know, another kind of longer um, ceasefire potentially. What is your government's stance as it enters today's ceasefire talks in Saudi Arabia? Uh, we, we, we believe that the Sudanese government is, uh, is uh, committed uh, to its obligation towards the Sudanese people. And uh, as I mentioned, the side effects of this war is, is terrible. I can tell you that people are really suffering. So uh, we are trying just to, 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 to convince the other side that uh, it, should be, it should be very serious on this kind of truce uh, provoked by the mediator in Saudi Arabia and the United States of America. And uh, we wish that uh, we, we can just silence the guns for, for, for a good time so that the life of people could uh, could return back to the nature nature situation, because now the government cannot uh, repair the, the the essential facilities for the people like water and electricity and the hospital under hostage and control. They, they are like uh, 22 hospitals uh, taken by this RSF as a uh, as a base for fighting, and the army couldn't uh, couldn't make any kind of, uh, you see, uh, response because uh, it is hospitals at the end of the day. You Mm -hmm. cannot attack people hiding uh, inside hospitals. Otherwise, it will destroy all the infrastructure in in Sudan, in Sudan, in Khartoum state mainly. And, the, you know, seeing some of the, the reports and, 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 and what has been talked about is that the, the army and your government have also been accused of impend, impeding um, and delaying the return to civilian rule, which some say that is what led to the current crisis. So what do you say to that? You see, the political uh, process of uh, uh, to settle uh, the transitional uh, period, it was it was going well before this insurgence. Even the the day the day the the, the fighting uh, the fighting just uh, erupted in 15th of April, they were planning a planned uh, meeting between the the RSF uh, commander Hemeti. Uh, uh, and, and the, the commander-in-chief of Sudanese Armed Forces, General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan. So the Sudanese government uh, yani has, no, has no any interest in just this kind of, uh, you see, this kind of wars. The government has no any interest. And, and this war actually between the two components of the Sudanese, uh, Sudanese uh, military, the military component, you see, this is just a fighting between these uh, two two. Uh, two components of the military military side of the government. 
so the government actually has no interest in such يعني, mm. uh, you see, useless war and continuation of the fighting no one can gain from such war you see uh, ambassador you 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 there the is of course maybe a little bit that you could grasp from what zenzela said that you're pushing a propaganda line and um you know there is there does seem to be some efforts that are being you know distressed when it comes to humanitarian assistance but i do hope we get him back so he can make his point in full what do you say to that uh you see uh, when when we are speaking about this war we are speaking our, our about our country our people you see for example uh, at my own private level my my family is still living in khartoum and we are keep keep calling them every time and then to make sure they are safe and secure so you see uh, now the whole fate of the country just on on on, on the hand of this war so no one is would like to to see his country in, in, in such a situation so there is there is no rationale that يعني, the government is looking uh, to gain politically or from that uh, it, it, it is it is just a conflict happening uh, because of insurgence of a military force and the sudanese army should take his obligations and his legitimate role and constitutional role Uh, to restore peace and security in, in the country. That's what can I tell in this point. Yeah, one of the issues, though, I mean, w- which is a huge one, has been the, the, the timetable to a return to, to, to civilian rule. And some pe- some fingers have been pointing towards, you, you know, the current government's direction to say that it is partly responsible, if not wholly responsible for this particular crisis, given what is it, what is unfolding around, you know, the timetable to a return to civilian rule. What is the current government's position on this particular issue? You, you see, uh, Sudan as a country now is just uh, undergoing a transitional period. And the transitional challenges should be addressed by, by the all stakeholder in the country either military component or political components and there is a process uh, going on under the under under the supervision of the tripartite uh, mechanism which is composed of united nation uh, unitams mission and african union and the organization of the igad intergovernmental uh, development authority and and this this process uh, they they were just trying to finalize uh, the framework agreement on the transitional period and and when they reach the step of the military reform and uh, security arrangement uh, the, the different points came to to the to the table and led to this kind of conflict of interest because the rabid uh, support forces review refused Uh, to integrate in 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 the in, in the Sudanese armed forces, and you know there is no a decent country uh, can be with two kind of arms uh, armies. You see, by the end of the day, we have to get like Seoul and 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 only one one Sudanese army, and here here came the conflict of interest. But can you get to that point, though, of having one army? And uh, I'm, I'm saying this uh, because of, of, of what you're saying, that it's impossible to have two. So can you get to a point of having one, looking at what is happening now? Uh, yeah. W- yeah. W- once, once everyone and this political process 
was going and addressing the issues uh, through through like uh, these workshops we have like uh, we had like five workshops on the main issues one of them is political reform mm-hmm. and security arrangement and when we start seriously to uh, to discuss the issues of integration of uh, these militias and this armed armed uh, movement uh, like Darfur movements uh, armed mo- armed movements and the RSF mainly and here emerged the, the problem you see yani the, the, the RSF would like just to maintain their own army and for 10 years to integrate during uh, through 10 years uh, and Sudanese army suggested uh, the integration to be done uh, during 2 years only all right so here, here appears the, the, the interest of, of this RSF just to, 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 to take over, you see. And, and, and you see this war just resulted as a plot, you see. This war, it was a long time ago plotted by the RSF. It is not a matter of just uh, kind of differences or clashes or something like that. All right. When this war started, you see everything is prepared and, and there's a lot of supplies of uh, arms and munitions foods and also they, they start to attack uh, the commander uh, the commander in chief of the Sudanese armed forces just with the purpose of either killing him or arresting him so we are just facing just this a uh, very a very a very deeply and well and a neat uh, organized and planned plot just to take over the power in Sudan by these rebel forces. And, and, and this is something that, uh, you know, keeps on coming back and listening to even the earlier caller who was talking about how it, it is time to reimagine, um, you know, some of these wars, some of these conflicts in the continent, because ultimately they do impact people on the ground. Now, Ambassador, um, we, we've seen that, you know, a number of agencies, including those from the UN, have suspended aid to Khartoum. Is there any sign that they will soon return to help civilians, particularly when you look at the fact that, um, you know, things are unfolding the way they are on the ground. And I do apologize to our listeners before you come in that we seem to have a problem with our line. So we'll see if we're able to take one or two calls, if at all, um, you know, before the end of the show. But it does appear that there is a bit of an issue right now. And I do think, oh, I do think Zenzile is now back on the line. Ambassador, before I come back to you, Zenzile, before I lose you again, do you want to say what you had to say earlier? Yes. Well, what I want to raise, you know, and and, and I have covered, I've covered the whole of Africa as a journalist for, about 30 years, I, I was the producer of the Africa Report in New York City for many, many years. And I've covered it for independent newspapers, even this area. And one of the things that I see is this complete attempt to put spin on something that everybody knows is a big problem. There, there even the gift of the givers, who is a trustable organization, and many progressive journalists have completely put together the picture that both the Sudanese army and the rapid deployment forces have created complete chaos, not only in the center of Khartoum, but also in the surrounding regions. How can the ambassador come and tell us when most diplomatic missions, including our diplomatic missions, have left Khartoum because the place has been turned into a complete war zone? How can he come and tell us that the place is under control and, uh, and, and except for pockets, when every day we see visuals of what is actually happening. It is, a, it is really a falsehood, 
and he must stop with this one. Thank you very much, Zenzili Ambassador. Okay, uh, you see, uh, I cannot deny that the fighting is still going on in in Khartoum, mainly, as I mentioned to you. And since uh, Sudan is a very very big country, uh, you know, you know, Sudan is a very very vast country, and, and we have like eighteen states, as I mentioned to you. For example, the government of Sudan declared uh, like two airports just to receive humanitarian assistance from 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 all these uh, gifters. We we nominated uh, the airport of Port Sudan in north uh, east of Sudan and uh, the airport of Dungula in north Sudan. And uh, we already started to 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 have and to receive this humanitarian assistance from many countries like from Saudi Arabia, from Qatar, from United Arab Emirates, uh, from Jordan, uh, from Kuwait, from, from different and many countries we are receiving this. So, Ambassador, pardon me, are you saying, though, yeah. that what Zenzile is saying, um, you know, especially with what we've seen on the ground and the pulling out of some diplomatic missions, are you saying it was done in haste? And the situation is not as bad as it looks. No, no, no. Actually, actually, uh, like for example, uh, we responded to the request of South Africa to evacuate their uh, diplomats and the citizens, Africa, South African citizens living in Khartoum, because we believe that the, the situation is not safe. There is a danger which يعني, uh, threatens their life and their existence in Sudan. And even even our Sudan, our citizens are under threat of this war. You see, so it's I not under control it. then. Yeah, definitely. Of course, we are trying just to to to, to sub- subjugate this rebel or this insurgency just to take life to the normal situation again and again. Okay, so, so it's normal. I cannot deny that it is unstable now in Khartoum mainly. So in about less than 10 seconds, let's talk about what does it mean then today if an agreement is not reached? No, we, we should we should we should reach the kind of uh, uh, truth at least or cessation of hostilities. But the cessation uh, hasn't been holding on the ground. Yeah, yeah, I, really. But but we have no other option. You see. Uh, the army, as I mentioned to you, is, is, is trying to to, 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 to to do what it is obliged to do, to, to restore its, uh, security and stability in the country. But in any case, uh, also we are committed to our humanitarian uh, responsibilities towards our people. All right. And we are still uh, cooperating with the international community, with the UN agencies. Uh, all around the city, just to 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 to, to okay. safeguard like uh, tranquility corridors and, uh, and 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 also to 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 give safe uh, safe yes. areas for the people to 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 to, to go to to and also and to all these NGOs. All right, all ambassador. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I do hope we speak again because it looks like there's still a long way to go. But thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate it here on the show this morning. That was the Sudanese ambassador to South Africa, Osama Machup Hassan Dirar.